News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. I'm Alan Gilbreth with DarkHugMedia.com. And I'm Maximilian, wishing a happy 170th birthday this week to the legendary Vincent Van Gogh. Whoa! Absolutely. Okay. All right. Can't really argue with that one, Max. So it's hard to joke around, though, with him. I mean, uh, you don't want to make fun of his... <laughs> oh, yeah, come on, you know... <laughs> little tasteless yeah, Alan. You know, at least honest. 12 really bad comments went through my head so okay yeah well happy birthday to van gogh you know how did they however it was actually said back then and just as a little um a sidebar um folks a little bit of recommended watching i would recommend the movie loving vincent this really good animated movie about the final days of vincent van gogh yeah don't drink when you're watching it you'll you'll <laughs> it's already freaky enough. But, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Very interesting, though. So, all right. Well, you know, I tell you, actually, who did a really uh, nice treatment of that was yeah. uh, the Doctor Who series. Okay. They went and visited him and uh, explored that artists see things that other people don't. Okay. That was all very right. cool. That was a good one, Max. I You can't argue with Vincent Van Gogh. The poor guy never... He never made any money off his art. A lot of other people Bless have. Bless his heart. You wish he had, but he was a little ahead of his time. So welcome to uh, Tool Talk Radio, everybody. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we strongly recommend that you do that anyway because, Alan, today, for the first time in living memory, is... Mm. Uh, Tool Talk Radio has fallen on April Fool's Day. I wonder if we'll play into that at all today. No. <laughs> Joe, our entire careers have played into that day. Speaking of April Fool's, uh, if you go to the News Talk 98.9 uh, Facebook page, apparently oh, yeah. we're on camera now. So uh, you can get a look at, uh, well, oh. you can get a look at us, but you can get a look at mm. some of the uh, beautiful studio over here. I mean, I will say this. They they may not hire attractive uh, people <laughs> on the radio, but they sure have an attractive studio. Yeah, I will say this. You and I definitely have the faces for radio. Yeah. yeah. Max, are you on camera? No. Okay, see how he, he did that? Yeah, so. he ducked out. He's hiding. Um, But speaking of Jay Hill, Jay Hill will be in the house today. Ooh, awesome. And, I mean, the, the timing couldn't be better because, holy smokes, I hope everybody stayed safe yesterday. I know there yeah, was we're going to talk about roofs and waterproofing your house? What I a, can't imagine. It, it was out. You know, sometimes these storms roll through, Alan, and, uh, you know, they, they, they're they 20 minutes in, then they they happen, then they're gone. This was like hour. This was six or seven hours of sustained tornadic activity right well I mean, it, it, it was a lot of long tracked storms mm -hmm. aka they began a couple of hundred miles to the west and held together for honestly hours and the bizarre thing is these storms were moving at like 55 miles an hour is that slow no okay well i don't know i mean so these were just tearing across mm -hmm. um i happened to live right in the path of one of the um uh, Little little darlings last night, and uh, it, it was you know it, it honestly the wind picked up, the wind really got going, and then the storm got going, and 15 minutes later it was 10 minutes down the road. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the good news was it it didn't stay. Mm -hmm. The bad news was it 
you know, it did an hour's worth of business in that 10 minutes it was with you. Oh, boy. So It was, it was a little rough last night. It was rough. So we we hope everybody, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to be hearing about that. I know Jay wants to talk about that because oh, yeah. you're, I'm sure people's roofs took a, took a beating. So, um, hey, Alan, though, this is interesting. So for in honor of Jay Hill, for our great moments in building history, uh, we were we were talking about it. We're like, okay, what structure has the most impressive roof in the world that we can think of? And I mean, mm-hmm. there's fewer roofs more impressive than on the Taj Mahal. That is very true. I've been waiting for you to do this. I know, Matt. Matt well, because there's so many, dark, you know, this. No, is that's a, the part I'm more interested in. It's dark side. Yeah, there's some dark sides to this. Yeah, you don't put it this way. You wouldn't have wanted to be a contractor on this job. <laughs> it's been too hands on. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, Alan's Week in Review. What is a backflow valve, you ask? Apparently, oh, uh, backflow it, it valves are kind of a, kind of an important thing. They're, they're a growing topic. I'm getting asked about them more and more, so I figured let's dive in and talk about that little topic. Okay, uh, also, Alan, uh, I hope we'll talk about this uh, at some point, um, the lumber conundrum, because lumber is, you know... it. We went from feast to, no, we went from famine to feast now. Now we've got so much, we got lumber coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Okay. Well, hmm. And uh, lump, we want to talk about that because you may be planning a project. Maybe you want to build a deck. Maybe you want to do something involving lumber. And uh, let, we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah, the so. big thing is we're going to be talking a lot about supply chain. Yeah. So, uh, and, and as we said, we would love to hear from you. So it's a perfect day to weigh in at the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. And I should just let everybody know, my phone, I forgot to bring my phone charger, Alan. And so mm. my phone is on the other side of the studio uh, charging up. So I don't, I'm not looking at our Facebook page until like uh, the break. So He trusts mm. me with having his phone in, within my vicinity. I know. So if you're, if you want to, if you want a, an immediate hot take, text us. Okay. And you can send pictures. So, okay, Alan, but uh, we we have got to dive into this. Today is April Fool's Day. Mm -hmm. Has this ever, I I don't know that we've ever had a Tool Talk land on April Fool's Day. And I feel it's our our solemn duty to uh, do our part to... uh, to maybe I don't know share advice and and we would love other people's advice about some good good old uh, good clean fun uh, April Fool's jokes on the construction site and in in the home in oh. the home improvement realm. Apparently, and, all my recommendations <laughs> could get you fined. Yeah, Max was telling me his ideas. I'm like, okay, that one will blow the house up. Yeah, that yeah. one is going to. De- but we want to hear, you know, Max. We might want you to chime in anyway, just so we can. Uh, but but you know with with the d- legal disclaimer attached. So let let me let me give you an idea of what we're looking for, folks. Here's here's a good example. So uh, let's suppose you're a, a contractor, Alan. Right. Here's a good one. Duct tape a harmonica onto the front bumper of your uh, for- job foreman's pickup truck. <laughs> Underneath where they can't see it, that's going to drive the guy nuts, right? I mean, well, you know, it's a, you know, a couple of pennies. What is it with all these you know? puns? Drive them nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, he's, he's asking like that's going to be a short, a long drive, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, here, here's another one. Replace the drywall, replace the drywall installer's joint compound with Cool Whip. You ever try that one? No. No. I wouldn't waste food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of wasted food, how about this one, Alan? Weld your co-worker's lunchbox shut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. They'll love that. Okay. Uh, You got any? uh, Guilty. Yeah. Have you done that one? Oh, yeah. Guilty on that one. Guilty on that one. Uh, the, uh, the other one is, you know, if you have a little just quickie touch weld, just touch weld it to anything on the ground. <laughs> Watch somebody try to get that quarter off the pavement. It's not coming. Uh, 
Yeah, my 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 worst one ever was was super gluing a few quarters down. That's mean, Alan. Okay. Oh yeah, well, that's great. some broken fingernails right there. Well, well that was also a uh, gentleman later coming back with a chisel. <laughs> oh, here we go. He really wanted that quarter. He wanted so. those quarters. Yeah. How about this one, Alan? You ever pull this one? Replace the half inch drill bit in your buddy's hammer drill with a Twizzler. Now that's harm. I don't think anybody could hurt themselves doing that. Oh, they get a free snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture that thing flying around. No, that's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, whoopee cushions are going to play a big role today. And and with that in mind, I just want to give a quick shout out. And uh, Max, this is one of your favorite historical characters, right? We have to uh, at least give a shout out and a mention to Emperor Heligabalus. He was an ancient Roman emperor. Of course he was. Who is credited with inventing the whoopee cushion you remember that guy max he uh of course how could i not because i guess back in the day they were made from animal intestines right uh, they were made from <laughs> bladders yes <laughs> don't ask me how i know among other, we'll leave it that. among other things emperor heligabalus used to like to throw these lavish parties we should mention he was only a teenager when he was <laughs> right <laughs> Not a good idea. Dethroned, yeah. you might call it. Yeah, if you want to call it dethroned, Max, I think right. they, yeah. But he, uh, among other things, he would throw uh, lavish parties. He'd get his he'd get his uh, people drunk to the point where they passed out. Then he'd bring them into a room with a bunch of uh, toothless lions and tigers, and uh, and they woke up bears. to a, and bears, and they woke up to a fun surprise. Oh my! Yeah, he he was kind of a jerk. He didn't have a long reign, and he went out in a in a violent way. So, but. All right. Well, Alan. Uh, wow. Okay. I, I thought you'd be more into that. You got any? Uh, I, I had a couple more, but uh, I don't. Oh, want to okay. I thought we were like, doing this later. You're you're piling in now. Huh? No, uh, because what we want is we want our listeners to weigh uh, in during okay. the show. Well, we did have a listener weigh in for the show. Right, oh, we there got? we go. It says, "I'm um, uh, from Robbie." It says, "Send the new guy out for the wood stretcher." The yes. Wo- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. walk. Send him into the big box store. I need the wood stretcher, please. And uh, you, 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 well, you know, the, the funniest thing is like of uh, did a show once upon a time where we were filming a mm-hmm. lot of the work we were doing, and the best part was watching the poor, poor gentleman from the TV network right. was working with all of us, yeah. so he didn't speak our language, and we didn't speak his. So, you know, he kept yelling stuff like, I need a Gary Coleman. <laughs> and, you know, we would like send the shortest guy we have on the crew in. You know, he'd be like, no. And he was talking about little short lights. Oh, okay. And, you know, so he was he was using one language. And, of course, we're using another. What you talk about, Alan? Yeah, he's uh, using. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he would, he would request things. And we had no idea what he was asking for. Job site slang. It so. was It was hilarious to hear. The, uh, the the two worlds. It was kind of like watching Godzilla and Rodan square off. You ever get anybody say like, oh, give me the thing of a boop over there. Yeah. Well, he, but he didn't know what the tools were. He goes, no, no, the thing, the thing, you know, the bang, bang thing. And we're like, <laughs> the bang, bang thing? Well, you didn't narrow it down. He goes, no, you were just you. And we're like, Oh, you mean like the nail gun? <laughs> so I, I don't know if that qualifies as practical jokes, but it was an entire day. Of just staring at each other blankly going, okay, you want the zzzz? What's a zzzz? Okay, we need, what What around here makes a zzzz sound? All right, who was, point to who was using it. 
Oh, it's a Sawzall. There we go. Yeah. That makes me, I'm a shout out to I'm a Bud Motormouth from the Motormouths. It makes me think about how, oh, he hates people giving car guy noises. Like, just give me the keys instead of saying, oh, the car's going goo, 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 goo. It's doing a <laughs> rah, 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 rah. So, okay. Hey, Alan, I think another good thing would be to get a, get, get a hold. Let's see. What, you know, you want the fake you know, the fake animals and stuff, like like maybe some squirrel, fake oh, squirrels, tarantulas. Yeah, snakes. I'm a little guilty of on one of those, too. You've done that, right? Oh, yeah. And, and put that, them in. That, was, that was to a family member. They had a huge pecan tree. Right. And a really big dog that loved to chase squirrels. Yeah. Pretty low-hanging fruit. And, oh, and, go ahead. And, and he wouldn't get out of my way when I was doing <laughs> some work for him. And he was trying to be helpful. I mean, you love the dog and all that, but he just wouldn't bug off. And so I swung by a little store that evening, and I bought a really good-looking stuffed squirrel. Now we're talking. And I tied that baby way out in a branch. (laughs) (laughs) And that dog stayed utterly focused on that squirrel for the next three days while, you know, I got the job done for him. I was resetting their patio and all that stuff. Now, that's well, an interesting but, use of animal psychology. But, you know? but at good. the end of the three days, somebody forgot about that squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a phone call about three weeks later from a perturbed parent unit. Yeah. That, you know, and within a lot of very colorful language, basically said, would you please come get the squirrel out of the tree before the dog starves to death staring at it? <laughs> Because his dog, his dog was, was laser focused. He man. was determined to get that squirrel that had been mocking him right. for weeks by not moving. Oh man! So I had to go out there and and cut the squirrel down and and you know okay. apologize to the dog and hey, it got the job done. It, man, it so. did. It, it worked did. almost I, too well, Alan. So. I, <laughs> All right, so that's what we're looking for, folks. We want we want job site uh, pranks or home improvement. You know, I, I mean, you know, a good old uh, rubber tarantula in the refrigerator. You know, good clean fun. A good like old that. cockroach. Sure. Yeah. Well, like that. I've had too many of those real ones this week. <laughs> and, and of course, if you've got any dangerous ones, uh, we may or may not read those on the. You know, because. Yeah, Max, oh, like I said, yeah. Max was talking to me, and I'm like, okay, these Please, things- let me say it. All right, I was ahead. saying, I'm a, and my intentions were, were noble and good. I was saying, you know, turn off the water heater temporarily so that when someone tries to take a hot shower, they're met with only cold. Yeah. I, I don't like that idea, Alan. So. No, no, because see, then, then you would just up the war. <laughs> because now, now, you know, now, now I have to do something to you worse than a cold shower. Well, in reference to um, uh, Ella Gabalis, a little Latin here, Elea Iacta Est, the die is cast. Yes. There we go. Yes, yes. Um, and the other one would be Kevat anything, because, oh, I would get you. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, here's what I was wondering, Alan. You know how hot water heaters have those uh, those electric coils inside and everything? Oh, yeah. And if the water tank drains, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I know that they're supposed to have a safety shutoff, but... There's the danger that those things could overheat to the point that they would oh, yeah. burn down the, well, you know. I, yeah, I, am, I, like, I am reminded of one of the, the the best practical jokes that will never happen again. Yeah. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Max and go, Max, I would take it would take forever to explain it to you. But picture an old, old TV show where somebody answered the phone, right? <laughs> right? Yes, I you know that. They, they actually picked up the, there's actually the like a hand. No, no. There was a handle on the phone and you put the thing up to your ear, right? Yeah, we have one in the studio. Right. You got one in the studio. Well, you know, in a pair of friends of mine that got into one of these scaling up battles, uh, there was a, a little fast food tiff. 
Uh, somebody's ketchup got replaced by hot ketchup. Somebody's mustard got replaced by, you know, Chinese hot mustard. And the final one was a phone call to them with the tartar sauce and the earpiece. It's <laughs> pretty good. And he's going, How do you fall for that? And, you know, I mean, well, okay. but it was one of those you're in a hurry. You just grab the phone. You don't look in the earpiece and scooch. Okay. But see, that kind of stuff would never happen again. Okay. Well, I feel like, we, yeah, I, I knew we'd get some mileage out of that. But it, we, we want, you know, that's sort of our daily uh, call today. If you've got something, feel free to weigh in at any point. Uh, you can... You can send us messages at our uh, mm. Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, but the more immediate response is go to the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989, and you can even send pictures. So, hey, Alan, it's, uh, let's shift gears, though, a little bit. Uh, let it let it roll, Max. So I guess he's got something to let roll. There we go. That'll work. <laughs> Because we're we're still we're still workshopping this one anyway. Alan, yeah. Well, so yeah, it's, I it's like that good. music though, Max. Kind of kind of let it play underneath if you don't. Yeah. It's called Winners and Losers. Oh. Um, folks, we've we've created a new segment, and uh, we're going to try to keep this going every week if we can, or at least fairly regularly, depending on if uh, if we just stay in the seventies, we're good for two years worth of material. Uh, the working title at the moment it could change, but it's ca- we're calling mm. this historically terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. Last week we celebrated um, the vinyl. Vinyl slip oh, covers that gosh. go over your furniture. They they were big a big crave in the 1970s. Yeah, they, they brought back a lot of um, PTSD and flashbacks for people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But we're we're open to any point in history. This could be 5,000 yep. years ago. This could yep. be whatever. But Alan, you've got one for us today. Oh so, man, and this one's interesting. I think. Uh, and this this ties in with 30 years of stupid or 100 years of stupid. Okay. Of uh, you know, really before we had, oh, I don't know building codes <laughs> of you know we had plaster walls and oh, you yeah. had slats and the the guys that did the slats and the plaster walls were really artists that's not but easy that is a difficult that is thing a to hard do. hard thing to do yeah where i'm headed is below the slats okay <laughs> because we didn't really have good insulation until eh, world war ii ish that's when, yeah, the fiberglass changed yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. right? That, that's when we actually got insulation that wasn't trying to kill you. Right. And one of the insulations I've run into time and time again were battings of things like horsehair. <laughs> and I, wow. Actual horsehair. Yeah, actual horsehair. And so, that stuff is like, it, it's like copper wire. I mean, it is not oh, soft. Oh, sharp. Yeah. It is not soft. This stuff is hard. It is sharp. Um, I run into furniture every so often. You little turn of the century couch or something, and you'll be working on it, and you'll hit, and you'll literally stab yourself on this stuff. Wait, 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 Al. This horsehair was a mainstream thing? Because I'm just thinking of how many poor horses had to... Uh, Give up their lives to insulate a house or something. Um, or give up their tail. Right. Oh, was well, it the tail? Well, you know, they a lot of grooming and that kind of stuff. But, huh. you know, the, the, the running joke of old Nelly's going to meet the glue man has been around <laughs> for a little over 100 years. Oh, so. man. Because I don't uh, like to think about that. But I guess it's, well, you know, I guess they use the whole animal, they, right? We don't waste stuff, you know. Of but, You know, horse hair was just one of those substances that was just, man, it was rough. It was tough. I mean, it was an okay, I mean, at least it was better than no insulation, but of course it was flammable. <laughs> and if it got wet, it smelled bad. I was going to say, because and it, moisture you know, gets in those things. Oh, yeah, moisture and everything. 
Elv, and then there are other projects you got on to where you realized, especially if this was kind of a DIY thing, right. and a lot of projects were DIY projects. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, Grandpa decided to add a little on to the living room. But, you know, what did he do for insulation? Well, it could have been hay bales. Seriously. It was anything they found, right? And they stuffed them full of anything. My favorite one ever was a house. I do not remember exactly where at this point. of, But it had a renovation done to it of turn of the century, like 1905 to 1910. What in New Jersey? Because I think you and I have discussed this one. Well, so. of, and yeah, they stuffed the walls. The guy worked for a movie theater. <laughs> so he just brought all the old movie posters home and stuck them in the wall and used them for insulation. Oh, man. And, you know, 80 years later, somebody's renovating these old slat walls and trying to put in sheetrock, and they discovered thousands of... Think of how much uh, that was of, worth. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one of those projects where you got really excited. So Wow. Um, you know, a couple of words to the wise here. If you have a beetle issue in your home... Yeah. And you have an older home. We're talking 1910, 1920. You may have organic batting in those walls. and Especially if you got a funky smell. You if might you do, got yeah. that kind of weird wall the paint never really stays good on, chances are it might be time to open that up and see what in, you know, what somebody left for you in there. Because it could be pretty scary. But 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 like you say, Alan, on the upside, it's it's a good excuse to just rip all your walls open because you may have hidden treasure that you could you could retire and go yeah, move to Tahiti not, or something. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking more get rid of the bugs. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty cheap excuse to tell your wife. <laughs> yeah, there could be gold in here. No, We're not going to work hard and invest our money. We're going to destroy yeah. our house. <laughs> Oof. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good one, Alan. I'd say that is historically terrible. That so. was not the best ideas. Okay. Hey, uh, Alan, I'm hoping, uh, I got to go check, but I think Jay Hill might be uh, oh, banging awesome. on the door wanting to come in. It's it's timely because we, we need to talk roofing. So uh, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at the, uh, News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to visit with our good buddy, Jay Hill. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I'm always thinking one step ahead, like a carpenter. It makes stairs. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I don't think he really knows how stairs are made, Alan. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm not hiring him. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to Tool Talk Radio on Facebook and weigh in. People are already doing so, oh, Alan. Yes. Uh, I went and got my phone. It's charged up enough. I can So I can I can check your messages in real time <laughs> as, you, as you weigh in. Uh, Robbie had some nice stuff to, to mm. say about us. He's been sharing stuff on his Facebook page as well. But, um... Today, of course, we want you, you know, it's April Fool's. We've never had the show land on April Fool's Day. So throughout the show, if you've got any good April Fool's uh, jokes, you know, maybe to play on the construction site or in your home or something, feel free to send those in. Um, I think we got a text that we're going to uh, put a pin in, right, Max? Uh, you could say that. Okay. Uh, 732 weighed in. Standby, Agent 732. We'll get to yours shortly. But uh First, Alan, we gotta we gotta introduce the man of the hour. Jay Hill is in the studio. Oh, 
What are you doing to the levels, man? <laughs> That's his walk-up music. Why? You disappointed? No, it's just, it's, okay, anyway. Jay, welcome to the show, man. Okay. Uh, turn his mic. All right. What a sloppy. Okay. Jay, welcome to the show. Max, are you eating? Hey, it's April Fool's. Okay. Hey, Jay, uh, we appreciate you coming in because, uh, holy smokes, the weather just blew through here. If you're not, uh, you know, if you're not from the Memphis area, holy cow, we, we got hit. It was sustained tornadic activity for like, what, six or seven hours last night. It was uh, it was unbelievable, and my uh, you know my 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 heart goes out to everyone affected by all of this. I mean, we're we're in the business of you know getting homes and businesses in their you know their absolute best possible light uh, from a construction vantage point, and it's just uh, you just hate to see these things happen. Uh, uh, you know, we do a lot of work in Arkansas, and uh, it, there was just no rhyme or reason about yesterday. I mean, either you were in the path or you were not. If you uh, weren't, it was like calm as, you know. It, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, there's places that were supposed to get rain got none, us being one of them, for instance, where we live. And then even in Mississippi where we've got some, uh, you know, some customers were expecting, you know, a, a lot of potentially bad stuff, and it, it, and it didn't happen. But three miles to the north of them, complete devastation. It was just mind-blowing. And I uh, just really, really prayers to everyone affected by this this terrible tragedy. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, we hope everybody, you know, stayed safe. And uh, but but um, Jay, you're probably in for a, a busy few weeks, aren't you? I mean, at the very what, very what happens least. when something like this happens? Because because you know that's what you deal with: storm damage, roof replacement, and everything. So. Yeah, you know, it, as far as our company is concerned, it really depends on you know the uh, the level of the uh, of the damage. I mean, we're in the damage repair business. We're not reconstructionist if you will we don't build homes that's not our trade ours is you know to take an existing structure and and uh and, and revamping it remodeling it that type of thing so um but there are all facets of damage and devastation in most of these areas that everybody's already heard about whether it be you know covington or, or win arkansas wherever but the outskirts for instance you know if you're talking about arkansas you know, Osceola got a lot of wind last night. You know, you you you, you hear about Covington and the t- and the actual tornadoes actually c- hitting down right there. But you know, Millington and Drummond they got mm-hmm. a lot of wind damage. So it, again, it just depends. We're not necessarily your direct right in the line type of people. But if uh, you know people that have you know missing shingles, the roof got blew off, your siding, your windows got broke, trees down, things like that. That is a, that is a work that we do. So uh, I'm actually going to be leaving the show uh, and and heading that way uh, to to get a firsthand look at what's going on and see if where we can be of service to anybody over there. So you're you're going to be busy the rest of the day. So well, yeah, at, at least <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> rest of the day, I think the rest of his year just got booked. Yeah, uh, this is uh, yeah. It, it, well, of let's let's talk about an aging roof and what should somebody look for. Of they walk out. They look at the roof. We, we've just had a, you know, anytime we have a major event, it's always a good time to go, well, I didn't really get hit, but, you know, am I a candidate for next time? Yeah. You know, and, and people may say they didn't get hit, but really you did. Uh, if that makes any sense at all, you might not have the, uh, you know, the, all the shingles laying in the yard that, you know, somebody five miles down the road may have. But you, 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 this is where it all starts. These high wind events like this 
will break the seal from one shingle to another if we're talking okay. about roofs, for instance. Yeah. And then that's giving you the opening, if you will, for you know the next event uh, to come through there and start really working its way out there. It's almost like you know uh, putting a screwdriver into to, between something and trying to pry something open or something. I mean, right. you know, you, you you've created that opening now. And if you've got one of the older three tab uh, roofs with the three tab shingles, you know those are just sixty seventy mile an hour wind rated uh, shingles to start with. Mm. So it doesn't take much at all. And you'll have tabs all over the place, and you will have what we call the creases. And, and the creases are the shingle's not missing, but the wind was strong enough where it compromised the adhesive that joins it to the tab below it and the tab above it. Mm -hmm. So now every time you get wind-driven rain, kind of a shingle kind of comes open uh, a little bit at a 20, 30, 40-degree angle, if you will, and sometimes eventually it'll just snap all the way off. Then you've got direct exposure all the way to the decking of your home. I was going to ask you about that, Jay, because what what you're making me think of, because in the on the underside of shingles is that little tar strip, and that's more or less like the glue, right, that that holds them together. Yeah, uh, there is there's an adhesive strip that's at at, at the uh, it's not at the bottom; it's really about three quarters way down the shingle itself, and that's what it joins it because the the, the actual tabs on the three tab um, kind of float, if you will, right uh, onto the next shingle, so. Well, the reason, because I'm thinking, okay, well, if you, if if it is, if it does do the job of like a, a you know, adhesive, well, okay, the the seal breaks, debris and dust and everything gets in there, and now it, it'd be like taking a piece of tape and covering it with dust. It's not going to work anymore. So, well, uh, is that kind of a, what you got to? I'm going to tell about? you. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what's probably a crazy analogy that I absolutely just now thought of. It reminds me of a of a crown. If you've got a, a crown in your mouth, mm -hmm. uh, over time, you know, those are held with adhesives, you know, right. basically. And over time, that chewing and the things that you eat and go in, into, into your mouth take a toll on that adhesive. Right. And eventually it compromises and it comes off depending on the severity of what you, you, you put in your mouth. And pretty much the same thing with the roof. Over time, those adhesives just will not last forever. Nothing will stay glued forever. Right. Okay. Because it seems like that's why they would have gotten away from the whole three tab shingle with it cuz i mean that's just three areas that's and that's it, three areas that can be compromised now when you have the architectural shingles it's a solid you know it is and, one and, and solid for the piece. most part you know we are away from a three tab shingle very rarely we use, i haven't installed one in probably 3 or 4 years now i kind of refuse to sell them but the real the reality is, is i've only been asked a couple of times and it just showed you know these customers the benefits of going ahead and 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 because it, it's it's just it's minuscule the difference between the cost of a three tab and an architectural shingle so unless you're just on an extreme budget there's no sense at all in, in going back with the three tab roof but most people you know do understand that now and they want the architectural shingle because they realize if they don't they'll be the only one on their block that's still got a three tab yeah but they look cooler too and, I mean, and, they, and they that's what we longer. care about Alan. So. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of things about them that are just better you know the the, the gaf the timberline hdz which is uh you know the shingle that we install on probably 95 percent of the roofs that we lay um is 30 percent heavier than the o3 tab shingle uh, and with the synthetic felt as opposed to the old paper felt and adding your ridge vents to it, you know, it's going to have an unlimited wind rating. Unlimited. I mean, have you tested that in wind tunnels? I'd be curious. I'm not, but GAF has. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, let me chime in. Because GAF on their website. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about from a, the, 
I coolest yes, they videos do. Yeah, they do. of how they te- how they test these things. <laughs> yes. Because uh, before I got my roof put on, I went and snuck up and clicked on a few. So what, you know, Jay, Jay talks a good game, but let me go see what the manufacturer says about it. Yeah. And you were underselling it. Because they have, it's never like, been said to me before. They, they have air cannons <laughs> aimed at these. Uh, it's very impressive. It's 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 worth looking at. I want to see that actually. It, yeah, it, make sure that people understand that what what we mean when I say an unlimited win rating. I'm talking about from a warranted standpoint. Right. Okay. Obviously, the type of uh, you know whether we had last night. If you're in direct line of a you know, cat four or five tornado. Yeah. Uh, you know, then absolutely well, your house structure itself. Your shingles are gone. Right. But uh, but under normal from a, from a warranty standpoint, GAF uh, will actually warrant it, and that's that's what I'm talking about from an unlimited standpoint. Yeah. We're talking to our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling, and I just want to remind everybody, if you want to see what Jay looks like, as well as us, I I, I, I didn't shave this morning, Alan, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, we're on, apparently, News Talk 98.9's uh, Facebook page, and uh, the cameras are rolling, and so um, you get a, you, if nothing else, you can look beyond us and see how cool the studio is. That yeah, we're yeah, yeah. State-of-the-art, yeah. beautiful yeah. studio. We may not be uh, beautiful, Jay, but... Uh, Ignore the Neanderthals wearing clothes in the yeah. middle of it, yeah. But, but Jay... You you said the calls are already coming in, right, man? Yeah, yeah. They they started uh, some last night. Again, most of our business is repeat and referral stuff, and and we do a good deal of business in Arkansas anyway. Uh, and you know, certainly uh, until you get toward Little Rock and past West Memphis, you know, Arkansas is rural as Tennessee is when when, mm. when you get past mm. you know uh, outside of Memphis. So everybody kind of knows everybody, and there's not a lot of you know, qualified licensed contractors and people that do the type of stuff that we do. That's how we got into Arkansas to start with, uh, you know, and, and I'm certainly not, I don't know who these people are. I just know that my customers, two of them had told me when I said, why in the heck, talking about how they reached out to me, and they would say, uh, honestly, Jay, if you can find somebody, either they won't show up or they charge way too much for what they do. Hmm. So that kind of spoke volumes to me. So to be able to go over there with the the right credentials and the qualifications uh, uh, and the right trades to help a lot of these folks, it's been a blessing to them. But I assure you, I want everybody to know uh, it's been more of a blessing to us. Well, Jay, you know, we've known you for about, uh, I don't know, three years or so. And we we basically, uh, we were impressed with, we, we actually came to you. We were impressed with your with your business op, you know, with their, with your business model, with the, with the whole connection that you have as a, a former insurance agent, helping people navigate that process. But also we've referred you, uh, we've got you on speed dial, all of my customers, customers <laughs> that, uh, anytime I build something, a uh, patio cover or five customers that need oh, yeah. a roof replacement, you're the, you know, I, I give them your name and they, they're always singing your praises and they say basically what you just said. They're like, we've had contractors in the past that they they weren't reliable or we didn't necessarily trust their expertise or anything so you know i i and i i want to tell everybody right now just how grateful i am for that mm. because uh you know we were uh, in a meeting not too long ago with uh, with some other roofers uh, memphis area roofing uh association and and we had talked about a multitude of things but one of the things that came up was you know the cost to preserve a customer uh and and what what that number is. And I'm telling you guys, it's staggering. Oh, what people spend on, you know, 
uh, Google, Google ads, leads, direct marketing, email, mm-hmm. constant, con- I mean, you name it, just a plethora of things. And literally the only thing we do is this show and make sure that we do a good enough job to where you will refer someone to us. And then uh, we'll buy you lunch and then pass it on from there. <laughs> we we'll just make sure that we take care of the people uh, that take care of us. Well, the job speaks for itself. I mean, you're wor- it because it, it, then, the, you know, with our house, uh, the neighbors come by, people check it out, their friends mm-hmm. are asking about it. Your na- that's that's the best way for me in uh, for the business to spread organically, you know word of mouth and all that but uh well we appreciate you jay boy this turned into a big love fest how do, well, how do people know, get in touch i want to hug so bad I can't, I can't even stand it hey how do people get in touch with uh big m roofing and remodeling um especially this weekend but this is yeah. usually this is always i want everybody to know especially if you're affected by the storm that uh to please call me personally uh, and i will answer the phone all weekend 901-484-5645 that's 901-484 5645, which is my direct cell number. If you've been affected uh, by the storm in any way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, if you just need advice as to what to do next in terms of navigating the insurance, what to do next, mm-hmm. I'll be more than happy to lead you, uh, you know, in the, at least in the right direction. Uh, I wanted to say something too, Jay, because, you know, you're, you, you work exclusively with GAF. I don't know what GAF stands for, to be honest. Does it? Is that well, a- they said for a long time that it didn't stand for anything. That's what my rep told me, and I, I found out actually that's not the truth. Matter of fact, if you'll look it up, Alan, it'll tell you. I can't. I can't speak into my Google on the air like this. I'll really sound. I was going to say they came up with gaff, but no. Here's the thing, Jay. But um, the thing is, if you ever get on just for uh, once in a while, I'll do what Alan does. I'll just Google something. I Googled GAF. I just wanted to see what they were up to. I think I got like five pages of like when you, or, or no, I think I typed in roofing technology and all that came up was GAF because they're really at the top of the game, right? I mean, they're always innovating. They're always at the front lines of uh, technology. You know, and, and there's some of the guys that are, that, you know, they're in this business that represent a lot of manufacturers. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I have no idea. I just know I'm old. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I knew what I wanted to do was I wanted to yoke with, with one company and I wanted to be the best company that would stand behind what they sell and represent themselves well from a warranty standpoint with, with our customers. And that was clearly GAF to me. Right. So that's why I yoked uh, uh, with them. I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to just lay every shingle in town. Uh, right. I'm going to lay a specific roofing system that's going to give you a factory, literally a factory-backed lifetime warranty. And that way, uh, you know, you've got the protection long after I'm gone on to be with the Lord, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not think about that. Jesus. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, well, it happens all the time. I was with a guy yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, and he just happened to have told me earlier that he was 78 years old. He's a retired attorney. And I said, and Mr. Blah, 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 uh, it's going to come with the lifetime, you know, uh, non-prorated uh a transferable warranty. He said, man, I just need a few years. <laughs> and I said, well, you got that, man. I said, but remember, it's transferable. So if you've got children, whoever you're going to leave the house to, the value of the home is going to be worth 4 to 6% more because of that warranty. That's what I wanted you to know. Oh, man. Okay. Hey, Jay, now we don't want to – we, we also want to mention because uh, you, you've you even told me this year um, especially we want to really highlight um, – it's not just roofing. You do remodeling work, but you're also really um, focused on really the exterior protection from top to bottom of, of the home, gutters, siding, windows. Uh, what's 
what what could we expect uh, from storm damage with in those areas? Well, just know? anything, you know, any, especially with with, with tornadoes, uh, you know, stuff flies. Sure. Uh, it was what Ron White that said. It's not that the wind is blowing. <laughs> it is what the wind is blowing. Right. And that stuff, you know, can take out windows. I mean, a tree can, you know, take down your fence, uh, your deck, uh, your roof. I mean, just so many things that can happen. But we we do specialize in, in the exterior part of your home, whether that be all the way from roof to siding to board replacement, painting, Fences, windows, gutters, um, that's what we do best. Uh, we do do some interior painting. We're just not your kitchen and your uh, uh, and your bathroom remodelers. That's that's a trade that we, we leave to guys that are better suited to do that. Well, you know, it's interesting because we've all been on these types of jobs, Alan, where you got, I don't know, four or five contractors, and sometimes they work in harmony and sometimes they don't. And it's like, especially when it comes to the uh, – the outside of your home. I like the notion that if if I've got anything to do on the outside, I just call Jay. You know, because I feel like if you're if you're doing um, if you're doing the roof and then maybe you're doing the siding or something, I, I feel like the transition is going to work because you're you're putting. You know, it's really just sort of an exterior system, well, and you're, did, you're yeah. working on all of those together. So and 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 the reason we got into all the rest of the trades was because of you know listening to the customers you know who were telling us man i sure wish you did windows i'm like oh so if i did windows they would people would rather deal with one contractor who is qualified in many areas that they trust so that they can operate under that umbrella of their credentials our gaf master elite status for instance you know, the fact that we're licensed, we're bonded, um, and that, we, you know, we've got the reviews that we've got from the Better Business Bureau and so on. That's who people want to yoke with. They're not interested in calling five different people for, you know, for shutters, gutters, uh, siding, painting, and a roof. Right. But if they could call one person and, and they like you, people want to do business with you, you know, if they trust you. And, and that's how we got there. Uh, you're, you're just making me think of something because, you know, we, we as we mentioned, you're a former insurance agent, which has really helped because, you know, when you have damage to the, uh, you know, the exterior of your home, you need it, it's not easy to navigate a homeowner's claim or anything. Uh, but do do you get much damage uh, reported from like gutters and siding and things like that? Or is it mostly the roof like uh you know, it's funny. It all depends on what drives the claim itself. I mean, wind can just come out so many sideways ways and that's probably mm. a bad way to say that but i mean literally if the if the tree falls and it hits the roof it's going to get the gutters it might break the window uh you know the the the, the fence might have gone down uh, uh, one of the limbs could have gone through you know it, it just anything can happen but all of that is still part of that claim right um, so, you know, you want, that's why it's important to have somebody that's at least got some idea about how that insurance claim works, because if you're not careful, for instance, you call and you say, Hey, I've got a little problem. I've got a little leak in my roof and somebody that's not qualified comes out and takes a look at it and says, yeah, you need a new roof. Well, what if what really drove that roof to leaking was the fact that you had a windstorm just 45 days earlier, but the guy that you're talking to doesn't really understand the fact that not only is it the roof that was affected, 
from that high wind storm, but it also blew your fence over in the back. It took your gutters back in the back, and all those things, for instance, could be covered under the same claim with the same deductible. I mean, you want to maximize that claim in, in the uh, you know, in the horrible event that it that it does happen, uh, for sure. Uh, because because you're, you're covered. You know, that's the bottom line. You're, you're covered. I mean, insurance companies aren't going to just give you money. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a stated. Uh, agreement when, when when you get your homeowner's insurance that if this happens, they're going to do this and, and and up to the, the uh, uh, limits of your policy. Well, Jay, you know, before I met you, um, you know, you, you saw my roof <laughs> beforehand and, and it, it, it was an ongoing <laughs> issue. Really, it was probably 10 years of just whatever. And throughout the years, every now and again, um, I was I was dreading it because I'm like, at some point I got to get a new roof. But I would talk to people that I thought were experts in the field. I even talked to a couple of roofers and literally if I talked to 50 different people, I got 50 different answers about that. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't sound like anybody really even understands the insurance process. And then we met Jay Hill and all of a sudden it was all clarified within, I, I want to say within weeks, we had a new roof yeah. at a price I could actually afford. Yeah. It, it was great. It was such a huge load off our back. It was great. But the, the important thing there though, guys, is that, you know, Everybody doesn't have an opportunity to have insurance pay for the roofs. You know, I don't ever know, for instance, when, when we when we first met, I didn't know if we had a way to go or not. You do have to have storm damage there. So sure. we always start with an inspection to see what all may or may not have been affected by a recent storm. And if it's there, we'll guide you through that process. If it's not, we'll just have to give you that bad news. And unfortunately, you've just got the old roof that doesn't have any damage. And this is probably going to have to be an out-of-pocket for you right now. But, it, again, we say this all the time on the show and otherwise. At the very worst, you're going to know exactly where you stand with your home uh, moving forward so you can start budgeting, planning, so on and so forth, and making other arrangements if that's the case. Well, and you've got financing, right, Jay? Before we go to break, you've got, what, 30 lenders? It's, I think it's 30 now. It's through en Enhanceify. You can go to our website, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com and literally hit the Enhanceify icon that's up in the left-hand corner. And within 90 seconds, you'll qualify from as many as one to all 30 of those lenders from all types of rates, terms, everything from 0% to uh, whatever the law will allow. I mean, everybody fits in there somewhere, but we do have something for everybody. Okay, Jay, real quick, how do they get in touch with you? 901-484-5645. Uh, and, uh, of course, our website, uh, uh, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Okay, cool. Hey, you guys, uh, Hour 1 is in the can, but Hour 2 is uh, coming up. And don't forget, it's April Fool's, folks. We want to mm. hear your April Fool's uh, contractor and home improvement <laughs> gags. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And we invite you to go to Tool Talk Radio's Facebook page and uh, check out the action over there. I've posted our must-have item of the week. I've posted a little, you know, salute to April Fool's Day. Mm. When is This has never happened, Al. We've never had Tool Talk Radio fall on April Fool's Day. 
of course we're going to celebrate that. Uh, well, you know, I've, I've got several skeletons to hide under a couple of, uh, you know, yeah, porch jobs. Exactly. Make we've, somebody excited about 30 years from now. Or earlier in the show, <laughs> we've shared some of our, uh, some, some gags you might want to pull Ooh. on the construction site, some gags you might want to pull at home, you know, home improvement related. Yeah. Uh, good, clean fun. Don't don't follow any of Max's. You'll burn your house. Yeah, down. don't don't blow anything up. But right. they're they're the most fun. Okay. Hey, uh, and uh, in a minute we want to. We, some listeners have been chiming in. So oh yeah. We yes. want to get to that real quick. We want to say Jay. You know, of course, Jay. You know, he comes in, then he gets out on a flat. He he never yeah. just hangs out here. He did bring biscuits. So thanks, Jay. Hey, but, he's oh. like that episode of Seinfeld where he's like, you leave me just wanting more. You always end on a high note. He does. I guess that's what he does. He just drops the mic. Gets, does his business and then yeah, gets out of yeah, here. Probably a so. smart move. However, Jay is, you know, he he had business to attend to because he's heading directly over to Arkansas yeah. where they got hit. And we just want to say, you know, when he, he was telling us, when you get to these really badly, you know, hit areas, you it's not like you can just pull up and start driving around. You, he has to show his credentials. It's like, it's kind of like a, almost like a crime scene where yeah. they, you know, you got to go in there. And this is a good time to remind people, please, this is, don't fall victim to one of these um, scam. You know, well, I don't want to say scam, but just, you know, this is a time where bad, you know, bad actors can take advantage. Let's well, just say that. Yeah. So. What we want to say is do your due diligence. Right. Of, I know it's a confusing time sometimes, you know, you had a tree limb hit your roof or whatever, but right. uh, don't make the mistake of doing your research after you've lost some money. Yeah. Do it up front. Go, go look at the reviews, check them out, look for credentials, make sure they're insured, make sure all of the things you and I have talked about in the past about choosing a good contractor don't let a circumstance make you shortcut that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that 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 this is the time we see all of that. So we right. don't we don't want it. We don't want you to fall victim to that. Call call Jay. Get in touch with Jay directly. You can call him at 901-484-5645 or go to bigmroofingandremodeling.com. Hey Max, though we are a little behind. We've got quite a few texts over there, and I feel like we. Uh... Reacting to many things that have been said mm. today, right? So, well, for one, with the addition of the new cameras, um, uh, someone said, anonymous <laughs> texter, Alan makes me drinking Mountain Dew look cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. uh, Never uh, heard of that. The, yeah, but the, there was a laughing emoji too. So. Yeah, the, no, the, I did that. Oh, okay. That was my yeah. reaction, man. That's why it's that's why it's blue. I'm, I'm just waiting on the uh, the check from Pepsi. All right. Okay. Because you know, I guess right now, uh, now the the camera light's green, Alan. I don't know if that. So means we're anything. we're not on camera at this moment. Okay, but, but we will be again soon. Go to News Talk ninety eight nine the Roars uh, Facebook page, and that's where you can uh, see this. You know, you can see Ooh. what's what. See how the sausage is made over here. And Jay Hill as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can see what Jay Hill yeah. looked like. So what else we got, Max? There's some others. Of course, seven, we have um, uh, chiming in from Agent 732. Um, uh, I'll go with this one's, this week's ones first. It says, April Fool's Day got its start with Emperor Constantine, where court mm -hmm. jesters joke they could do a better job running the empire. So as a gag, he let one of them be in charge. And the jester declared that there be an absurdity for the day. And it quickly caught on. Huh. So once a year. That, and thus. We that's have, where it came yes. from? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. I, it seems like a court jester would be a dicey job back then. You're either you're either the emperor's <laughs> best friend or you're going to have your head on a pike. I, 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 think, um, I think Mel Brooks said it best. He goes, hey, when you die at the palace, you really <laughs> die at the palace. So. <laughs> 
What else you got, Max? Well, um, uh, this um, uh, goes back to last week's con- discussion of clear couch covers from the 70s. Oh, and yeah. Agent 732 once again chimed in and said, Clear couch covers create an illusion of normalcy. You sacrifice physical and emotional comfort for a visual aesthetic, a trade that is not equal. Amen. Yeah. it's hot. Why didn't you read that last week, Matt? That's a brilliant <laughs> You know, Agent 732 is one of the most articulate and well Typed. I mean, just, he or she is like our Wilson. They yeah. are great. Very, it's very a good hat over a fence. That okay. works. All right. Anything else? Nothing really. No. I thought. Uh, I thought we had one more. Uh, and uh, that was the whole thing with Robbie that we already mentioned. Oh, Robbie talked about. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, All right. Alan, you've got one. Well, too. I was going to answer your question uh, since you know Jay dropped the. Well, you know they told me GAF doesn't stand for anything. Well, actually, it does. I knew it had to. It's an acronym, right? Well, yeah. Back in 1886, they got started as the standard paint company. However, they were next door to the Rubberoid Company. (laughs) Rubberoid's a new name for my band. And Rubberoid became of the Rubberoid Company of took over standard paint because they were crossing lines a lot. They were working with paint and asphalt and that that led to roofing. And so eventually, the chemical company, General Aniline and Film, of be, began uh, handling everything for everybody. So eventually, they all settled under one banner as GAF. Yeah, I think if I was General Aniline and Film, I would just go with GAF, too. Because who the heck knows what Aniline is? Uh, well, you, you and, like, 20 other guys, uh, well, Yes. We- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's chemical phrasing. Of, okay. However, you know, uh, how big is GAF? Well, there is a one in four chance if you are in the United States, you are sitting under a GAF-made roof. I believe it. Yeah. That is a big company, y'all. Yeah. They're, they're, and, and state of the art, it's like I say, if you just Google roofing, that's all that really comes up. That's what you see. Yeah, they're so. they're just huge. Yep. So, all right. Well, Jay, uh, he's he's going into the breach today. He is going to all the yeah. storm damaged yeah, areas. Yeah, bless in his heart. Goodness so gracious. He's going to be busy for the next several weeks. So, um, oh yeah, get get some uh, caffeine in you, my friend. But um, hey, uh, Alan. In a minute, we're going to get to our great moments in building history. In in honor of Jay Hill, I was hoping he'd stick around, but he didn't. Uh, we uh, we're going to talk about one of the most impressive. Well, it's it's an impressive construction, but it's noteworthy too for the uh, the dynamic roof that it has on there. Which uh, indeed, is the Taj Mahal. So, and I hope you guys did the research because the only thing I know about it is you did not want to be a contractor on that job. So, yeah. Uh, once again, when you die at the palace, you really yeah. die at the palace. Yep. Before we get to that, though, we got to talk about our good buddy Larry Brown from Brown Refrigeration. So, Alan, I I have to imagine with all of the damage, you know, you're. Your air conditioner is it's an inside it, it's it's a mechanism that is interior and exterior. Yes. And I have to imagine this it, you know, one of the first things you might want to do this morning after the storm is to go out and check what kind of condition it's in. Hopefully well, a tree limb didn't crush it or it's buried under debris or you know. Well, another thing that uh happens with those a lot of times, if you have a larger unit, it's generally a three phase two hundred plus volt unit. Mm-hmm. And the, the real thing that can happen is, well, of course, you can have a phase go out. So you're still getting power to it, but not enough power to actually run the unit. And a lot of times they can get damaged that way. Oh, there you go. So yeah. you have to have all three phases working in harmony 
to bring about your major HVAC, your standard house unit, runs on a little bit more than your regular 110 current. That makes sense, yeah. So uh, not a bad idea to make sure that you just run a quick test on everything because we had a lot of lightning. Oh, it was, yeah, and, it was very weird for hours, like we said. So, And, and the one thing I will say about lightning of, we, we talk about electricity on the show quite a bit sometimes, and uh, we call it the theory of electricity because <laughs> we don't always know exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. And I will flat tell you, lightning does whatever lightning wants to do. Good point. So it may hit at the end of the street, but that doesn't mean it did not travel. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, never a bad idea after a big weather event to kind of go walk around the home, look for some damage. And here's a big one. Take pictures. Oh, very good. Before you move anything, too. Document yeah. what's happened, what wound up in the pool, what got blown over. Of Did the fence, does it need a couple of screws to stand it back up, or do you need you know, all yeah. new supports? Right. Of all of these things, you can get documented. And the big thing with the air conditioner is, again, make sure it's debris-free, make sure it's clear, and go ahead and test it and make sure it's going both hot and cold yeah. like it should. Well, you know, uh, that was a long segue, but we got, you know, circling back to Larry Brown, but, yeah. you know, this is timely advice, Alan. That's good stuff. So, but with, I would say, you know, we talk about Brown Refrigeration because, for one thing, they are a rock-solid company. They've been around forever. They have every indication of being around forever. Oh, yes. They're not going anywhere. No. They're an institution here in the Mid-South. And, the, you know, the relationship you have with your HVAC company is not unlike the the relationship you have with a good quality mechanic. You stick with them. You, you make regular tune-ups and checkups. And this is the ideal time, I would say, to get a – to get an inspection and get your system tuned up. It's a very affordable, it's it's really, the price is negligible to do this. And with all of the, there may be damage that you don't perceive that they do, that they do see, especially after an event like, uh, like yesterday. So it's, it's, it's a good idea too, because we're coming into the summer months and you want it running at peak efficiency. So um, get, get in touch with Brown Refrigeration about that. But in addition, if you need a new system or if you want to upgrade your system and really take advantage of the uh, clean air technology that's around today with the Remy Halo system, that is that is really just becoming a must, especially when you live here in the Mid-South. You want clean air. The Remy Halo system is very affordable, and it uh, basically produces the UV power of the sun so that it, it's um, – it's blowing out clean air, and all of the air that it's blowing out has cleaning particulates that that's clean every surface that it that it hits. It's top notch technology. It's um, they're always at the cutting edge, and they are a rock solid company, and we highly recommend them. You know, just good good solid fundamentals at Brown Refrigeration. You can get in touch with them at nine zero one three six two. 1881 or go to their very easy to remember website brownref.com all right gentlemen let's get to it and now great moments in building history well here we go you guys so uh in honor of jay i hope jay i hope you're li listening to this as you're driving to uh as you're driving to arkansas Alan, you and Max are more or less going to spearhead this one, right? I'm just going to, uh, because I didn't really research this. <laughs> and I know you like old things, Max. So. And I want to begin by explaining the etymology of the um, name Taj Mahal. Of it course. comes from the Persian Taj Mahal, meaning crown, Taj, and palace, Mahal. 
And it's actually um, a, a derivation of the deceased emperor's wife, who was named Mumtaz Mahal, which means the chosen one of the palace. Okay. All right. So he, so it sounds great. This, this, what was his name? Uh, um, uh, her, the wife's name, well, the, one of the wife's names was Mumtaz Mahal, but the emperor himself was named Shah Jahan. Okay, so it sounds very great, Alan. Uh, this man wants to honor his wife. This is a good. This is a great story coming up, right, Alan? Well, and <laughs> April Fools. I won't. And there's going to be a lot of political intrigue in this, and there's going to be a lot of propaganda. Oh yeah. Because you know when you are the when you are the ruler of the known world, you have uh, political enemies that want to make you sound a lot worse than you really are. Sure. So <coughs> I'm, uh, a, I'm a Vlad the Impaler. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, you go with it how you gotta do. Yeah. I've been the terrible. Uh, Sorry, so, I have a frog in my throat this uh, morning. Apparently, apparently the frog's a little, a little jumpy over there. Of okay, well, let's just start with the fact that the Taj Mahal was not an original construction. Oh, I didn't know that. Ooh, it's interesting. Let's start that one out. <clears throat> it was actually a temple to Shiva. Oh, that. Was I know a little about Shiva. But uh, Shiva, yes. I say everybody, anybody that's ever seen an Indiana Jones movie, we know all about Shiva. Uh, Tehoj Mahalade was there, and it was later captured. And basically, of uh, there, there was some attempts to convert it, camouflage it, whatever. But here we go. Here comes Shah Jahan. Okay. And he takes one look at this and goes, ooh, have I got an idea. <laughs> I I want a big, shiny, basically a big, shiny house. And of construction was begun, and they really began, now from a home improvement point of view, this is a lot of white marble. It's a yeah. This, this is, is a, a home. Lot. I didn't realize it was a home. But not only that, also the white marble, the color changes to, based on the on the direction of the sunlight, which is pretty trippy. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. Great. And this was also built in a very humid environment. Okay. Sorry. You know I interrupt when I am. Uh, he's all ready to go. I'm ready for. Are you, you saying this thing's uh the the outside is marble or this whole was, was white marble and again. The, I'm saying the outside or the inside? Is yes. Well? Okay. That seems like a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot easier to put a nail in a two by four than a, I don't know, you know, than attaching marble to one another. However, Holy as smoke. we have pointed out on this show many, many times, stonework lasts a lot longer than any other kind of work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, go to, but, go to but here's the thing it's got a mosque. Mm hmm. And this is a really big domed roof. Right. And just to be perfectly honest, domes have not always done so well. Well, think of the stresses on a dome. And exactly. Think of the, the, it, it strikes me, Alan, if you have a dome that if there's any weak point, it compromises all the other points. Is that? It, well, that it is. And or? then you also have the difficulty of... Uh, when we look at a roof, we just got through talking to Jay Hill, and the best thing about a roof or a thatching or anything like that is that it overlaps. Okay. Well, if you're trying to have a big, pretty, smooth dome, you're not going to have a lot of overlapping. So how do you move the water? Right. So they move the water usually by a coating. 
Oh boy. And so, those can fail, but uh, and, well, and, well yeah. exactly. And of so we're looking at of a, a lot of construction, a lot of years, and a lot, and I mean a lot of artisans. There are people working on this thing for twenty plus years, and it's basically a small army of people working on this. And the fact that they came up with tiny little ideas how to fill the cracks, how to use marble dust, how to make hmm. different products. This was very innovative. So these people spent a lot of time doing basically, now we talked about Stonehenge last week. Right. And we we made the point that just because the tools weren't modern, the techniques are still the same things we're using today. Well, the idea of caulking, the idea of fitting things well, measuring appropriately, using the right materials. These are all instruments and in how the Taj Mahal has done so well over so many centuries. And we should say, this is what, 500 years old? 16, um, Max, do you have the, the date on this? Because it was 1630 so? Okay. Um, 1632 was the year that his wife died, but the actual right. construction... It was commissioned in 1632, and it took about 20 years. Okay. Right. Well, it's getting close to 500 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. so and this thing has been around, and it has now, it has not been pristine. It has been renovated a few times. It has been restored. Uh, they're currently of ongoing restoration efforts to keep up the stonework and all that because, well, it is 500 years old. Right. And not only that, but all the pollution in India and everything like the the government in India is actually trying to like have certain regulations to prevent, you know, further problems as a result of pollution. Well, mm. and what happens there is and one of the things now, this is also a huge issue all throughout Italy. The modern or modern emissions are rather corrosive. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, so a lot of the stonework. A lot of the marble, a lot of the limestone, and a lot of these the basically softer stones, or even granite for that matter, are are affected by our modern chemical rain, air, pollution, outcast, and it does break things down. Um, Alan, you had said something earlier I wanna I wanna touch on. You know, you talked about okay, just because they didn't have, you know, electricity or something doesn't mean that they didn't have state-of-the-art building technology in the sense of using innovative ideas or incorporating, you know, new types of joinery and things like that. Right. And I thought one of the things that's noteworthy about the Taj Mahal is how precisely level all of the lines are, like down to the millimeters. I've heard, is, is that true? So 500 years ago, they were figuring out a way to get things level. Right? Well, I mean, you know, the plum, right. um, the plum and the level were well-known. Mm -hmm. So being able to create a straight edge took a little more effort than, you know, for us, we have laser pointers and all kinds of cool stuff now, Sure, but they were able to create very beautiful joinery. It just took a while and you just, this is where you ended up with the army of artisans. Yeah. So yeah, a lot is being done and they also cheated a little bit because they used a lot of a red, uh, security uh, sandstone. Okay. Which was a little softer and easier to work with than, let's say, uh, the blue stones of Stonehenge. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still a good rock, right. but it's a little easier and softer to work, a little easier to shape, so you can get a really good, fine fit. Okay. So, you know, welcome to of the artistry of really getting these things built and built well. And then we have the bloody history. Yeah, Max will probably uh, want to get to that. When that's we a little more propaganda, <laughs> but we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, but um, the Taj Mahal, it, it is pretty, it is a remarkable thing. The good news about that is if you want to go on YouTube or something, you're not going to have any shortage of videos. You oh, can no. Watch, um, and, and learn all about the uh, the construction of it. And it it, it is a remark, you know, hey, Whatever you want to say, it is a. It's one of the seven wonders of the world, yeah. still, right? We're, we're going to bring up their pools and stuff when we come back, okay? Because there's yeah. a lot of water management here. It's it's cool stuff, you know. So, but uh, hey, we hope you've. Uh, we hope you're staying safe out there. The mm -hmm. storms have rolled through, and we hope the aftermath is. Uh, you know, you're you're cleaning up from that. This is Tool Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue our discussion about um, the uh, great moments in building history, and then of course we're going to get to Alan's week in review. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Ah, News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, don't over-tighten those things when, you, when your hand's nearby. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. I chose that very intentionally because the character's arms get lopped off. Spoiler, oh. Max. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And we invite you to go to Tool Talk Radio's Facebook page and uh, check out the action over there. We definitely want you to weigh in, uh, especially today. Today is April Fool's Day, and uh, we've been getting some pretty good feedback. We mm. Earlier in the show, uh, we were sharing... Uh, some maybe some fun practical jokes you could pull on the on the construction site or in your home, maybe uh, home improvement related or something like that. And uh, you know, good clean fun, Alan. Yeah, apparently, uh, mine aren't legal yeah, or they're yeah. not um, a safe or it might get fined for it. In yeah. other words, they're bore they're not boring. Yeah, don't do one that's gonna blow up the house or yeah. you know. So you like know, wants. I'm reminded of an um, a Simpsons episode where they're doing an April Fool's joke where he shakes a beer can on one of those paint shakers and it <laughs> blows up the house. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I don't know if that would actually work. Yeah, ne never I wish try, it would. Never try to boil an egg in a microwave. Yeah, yeah no explosives yeah. for, yeah, your, do for, your, for yeah. your jokes, please. But but we would like to hear what you, you know, how you're safely celebrating uh, April Fool's. There's still time to weigh in on that. But, uh, Alan, what if they missed uh, any of Tool Talk Radio and they're crying into their coffee because they... They just they they they'll never hear it again. Well, mm. cheer up, folks. You can you can hear any past episode of Tool Absolutely Talk Radio. of oh, and we're getting bigger. Got to shout out to Norway and New Zealand again this week. Yeah, just growing. Cool. Of Tool Talk Radio is international. We are available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, all the way around the world on YouTube and Spotify. You can just pop over to tooltalkradio.com. And enjoy, honestly, years 
of Tool Talk Radio. It is there for your binging pleasure. And, That's of course, true. go to Newstalk989.com in order to listen to Tool Talk Radio as well. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, bits and pieces. Yeah. I think Ditch got tired of looking at us because yeah, he well, turned he off. He sees us no. all the time. But yeah. there will be times where we're on camera. And, in fact, yep. there's some footage of uh, Jay Hill, the elusive mm-hmm. Jay Hill, because the guy, man, he, he comes in, he he's does busy. a segment, and then he gets to work. Yeah, he's busy. I, I, busy I guess man. I can respect the work ethic. So. Yeah. All right, speaking of work ethics, Alan, in our great moments in building history, we wanted to close. We had, we had a few parting thoughts. Okay, you had to have a strong work ethic or a uh, other motivation. What to, sort of ethics we got here? Well, to build to build the Taj Mahal, the, 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 you could spend hours discussing the actual construction. But, of course, what, what intrigued Max was some of the aftermath of uh, – if you were unfortunate enough to be a part of the construction team. Forget about the quote um, um, of Inigo Mon- um, uh, like um, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts into Inigo Montoya. Um, uh, stained glass window such as yourself would be a crime if I broke it. You know, right? why don't we just um, uh, smash their hands and disfigure or murder them so that they can't build anything more beautiful again? So that's that's what happened, right? The, 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 no. This, that, okay, well, the propaganda I've always heard was that they said um, he, he he didn't want anything. The, the sultan yes. or whoever built right. this... Right. He, he, that he is cut because, off their hands or right. something so they could never... Uh, all of that information there happened to come from his son. <laughs> I'm going to say his political uh, no, enemies uh, or something. So. His son was his political enemy because he deposed their old dad in 1658. And put him in house arrest. Oh, and gosh. put him in house arrest in Agrafort. Because as soon as they got done with the Taj Mahal... They were supposed to begin working on dad's place. Uh, Mom had the white marble. Dad was getting ready to go build himself one out of black marble. And it was going to get connected by a bridge. Yes. It would have looked pretty cool. That would have been amazing, but Junior got all up in everybody's business. (laughs) And the way to get rid of the artisans was to begin the horrible rumor that if you worked here and he liked your work... He would cut off your hands so you could never do anything as beautiful again. <laughs> that was so not we're talking fake news. true. You are, you, this is not true. There is no proof that artisans were killed or mutilated because why would he do that if he'd already hired them to keep building? Uh, okay, I didn't. So that, this, now this is interesting, Al. I never heard that story about the, the second building welcome to political intrigue this is and this is family what what is their what are their family dinners like you know because i think think, i'm a shah jahan actually deposed his father like my father before me you know this greed you know well and there's there's also the you know that there is a temple to shiva hidden inside the taj mahal Hmm. well no, that's incorrect. The Taj Mahal originally was a temple to Shiva. Okay. And was taken over and thus renovated and built into what we have today. Wow. Okay. So, welcome to a little political intrigue on how you sway the hearts and minds of the people. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of confused, Alan. Are we kind of rooting for the fall? Because now that you're saying all this, I'm like, okay, because I've always thought this guy was, you know, a rotten creep for for doing this to the contractors but now it sounds like his son was the was the real troublemaker so is this father was he somebody we could actually maybe look up to he built this well this big thing in celebration of his wife and and all I, that I don't one know. of his wives well oh. there, 
Okay. The favorite wife. Of what we're looking for here are gargantuan public works. Right. These were great ways of a building something that would last to your own ego. Mm-hmm. And there are cases of this uh, where we're anything from the pyramids to the Taj Mahal to, as you and I have discussed, even skyscrapers. Uh, there half are the egos. skyscrapers in New York City are. Yeah, yeah. There's some the big, Chrysler uh, building. The there, there's yeah. some egos about well, right. my building's going to be five foot taller than your building, right? And yeah. you know, so there's a lot of ego and a lot of money, but these are really big public works, right? When you start thinking about the number of people that he had employed on this, this was a small city of people, sure. and this is a whole economy. So it's very easy to kind of watch these these big projects drive of a company or ruler certain directions. And just to give you an idea of the numbers, it was 20,000 workers along with 1,000 elephants. Oh, see now the elephants. We we, we didn't get The humble elephants. Wow. Well, this wasn't, all right, a lot of these projects were not built without elephants. Sure. Because they did the lifting and they also did a lot of the precise placing. I'm just reminded of the Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, that would be a cool sight to see. You see an elephant lifting up the... uh, Yeah. the piece of stone Put and the handing timbers it to the in next place. guys. So the Flintstones yeah. things isn't as far-fetched as we think. <laughs> you know, the Flintstones were scarily accurate in a lot of ways. Hmm. So, you know, so welcome to the Mughal Empire where there was, you know, there there was a lot of going on. But these were very wealthy, wealthy, uh uh, I'm going to say wealthy times in the history of that country. Well, this is interesting, Alan. You've, you've. I, I'm always excited to learn something new, and I didn't even know about the secondary one. I'm kind of sorry we didn't see that. That uh, would have been. Could a, you a imagine if we'd white... had both of them? Holy cow! That would just be astounding. And whoever this son is, he should be ashamed of himself. So, no, you know. he took over and he ruled pretty good too. So okay. he was around for a while. And then I bet he was deposed as well. Yeah, okay. well, <laughs> it happens. Uh, very interesting stuff. Well, we, you know, we, 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 that's, we always love our great moments in building history segments. And of course, if you've got any suggestions for a great moments in building history segment, please send those to a uh, tool talk radio. You can send them to uh, our Facebook page. You can send them to the big M roofing and remodeling hotline 24 hours a day, 901-683-0989. But Alan, we've got other matters to, uh, to discuss today. So let's, uh, let's move it along. This is our, uh, uh, let's get to our must-have item of the week. I've already posted this on our Facebook mm-hmm. page, and this one is sort of interesting. I don't know if this will be a debate item. But and, Alan, and, Joe, keep it away from the mic in your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan, tell people what I'm holding up. You are holding up the amazing and ubiquitous magnetic stud finder. I like that it's called the stud buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what gets me. And you're right. Don't get this. Is a pretty strong magnet. Yeah. But so there's two types of stud finders. I think we've brought in the electronic kind. There's the electronic one. Right. Probably soon we're going to have an app on our phone that'll be the. We know. do indeed. That already exists. But there's the good old fashioned stud buddy, which is basically, you know, if, if folks, if you don't know what a stud finder is, suppose you're you're hanging something on the wall and it's heavy and you want to drive the nail into a stud rather than right. into the sheetrock well you need to know where the studs located and so one way you can do it is with the uh, electronic which is more or less what sonar technology alan it's bouncing you it is it's electromagnetic waves yeah looking for density changes 
This was a lot simpler. This was just looking for metal. You just basically take the uh, stud finder. It's a long, if you can't picture what it looks like, folks, it's there on one, it's flat. There's a, it's made of plastic and on the inside is a really strong magnet. And it's basically long and narrow. I'd say this thing's about six inches long, about an inch wide with points on the end. And so you basically just go in a systematic way across the wall and, uh, and, and you know, you go across. If you don't hit anything, you go down and go across. And you eventually, in theory, are going to hit a screw or... Right. or um, Something magnetic. A screw or a nail. However, Alan pointed something out. There have been times where I've used this and uh, um, I don't hit anything. <laughs> and right. I'm like, okay, what is holding this wall? Did they glue it up? And then you pointed something important out. Alan. Well, uh, sometimes they use non-ferrous methods of holding them up, a.k.a. aluminum screws and nails. Right. And that makes finding things magnetically really difficult. That's where you pull out a hammer and a finish nail and you start pounding till you Well, hit the, you also you know. have the tap method. Now, right. I've always used the tap method with the magnetic one. Okay. And the tap method is like the same way you pick a watermelon. Okay. You tap it to feel to hear the hollow sound. Yeah. And when it sounds less hollow, you should be over something in the wall. And you can then use the magnet up and down that area to find a screw that goes, ah, I'm, you know, I've got my stud right here. Right. I think the reason I like this, the, the reason I kind of uh, lean towards the uh, magnetic stud finder these days, Alan, well, for one thing, it's smaller. You don't have to replace batteries. There's right. no, you know. And, it always and works. It always works. And the thing is with the sonar, okay, so the, the electronic one, as, as I mentioned, this one is about an inch wide, about six inches long. The electronic one is basically, I don't know, what, three or four, three inches wide, and it's got the little uh, inch right. and a half uh, spacing in the middle. I don't always feel like I'm, I, I don't always feel like I'm clear on exactly where the center is. Like with, with this magnetic one, I usually feel pretty safe that I found the center of the stud. Mm. Unless the guy, unless somebody put the screw in the very corner. But, yeah, you know, well, that For happens. the most part, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Like, uh, I, I just feel like this one is quicker and just kind of. Well, this is a multi-purpose tool because when you drop that, you know, you're, you're working outside and you drop that screw in the grass, mm -hmm. you can take this and <laughs> back up out of the grass really fast. That's true. Of, this is, you know, this is one of these things where if there's texture on the wall, a lot of times your electronic ones will not work. Right. Oh, good point. Because yeah. if somebody did the orange peel effect or whatever all the way down the wall and now you can't get a good connection that will find stuff when the electronic one will fail. You know what else I find, Alan, with uh, with the electronic one is if, like, maybe you're going over wood paneling that's over sheetrock, it gets real confused. It doesn't, so. it can't comprehend if the depth right. isn't there. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I feel like this one, it's a little more primitive. Well, it's cheaper, too. Oh. Well, half the price. this but. is one of these you need kind of both. Yeah. One to verify the other, depending upon what you're doing, especially if you're hanging, like, a television Oh, yeah. And yeah, you, you want to know really where that don't there, want this so. coming down. Of You know, I want to make sure that cross member is well done into both studs. Yeah. Okay. But I would say this is a, this is one. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's agree on that. It's, you know, I think both. you need both. Get I think both, you need both. But this one is, it, it's a, you know, well, for one thing, like I said, you don't have to change the batteries, yep. but it's a old reliable, the old stud buddy. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, Alan, uh, before we get to Alan's Week in Review, why don't we uh, review what you've been up to with uh, Dark Oak Media this week? So, Well, Dark Oak Media got, uh, well, uh, a little extra thing for Tool Talk, you know, of I liked garden, 
Everybody's, uh, you love to fuss at me for never taking pictures or videos. No, so you're we, being, be you're much better at that. We now. are actually posting pictures and videos of some gardening hints and tips of, got a new season of international market has begun. So if you want to watch me feed my friends weird stuff from the international market, it's really quite fun. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm amused. They, yeah. they, well, you know, they sort of get lunch. Right. And as we say, you have to suffer for your art. Absolutely. So. And then we have our lovely quiz show, Let Me Ask You This. And we have more cool stuff coming. Okay. Darkoakmedia.com. And, of course, if you're a content creator, get in touch with Alan. If it's weird enough, I'm sure he'll put I, you on we, the air. We find, we find a home for you. Okay. Alan, uh, I hope, you know, we may or may not get to our lumber discussion. You know, sometimes you you tell me that I over-tease. Well, the thing is, sometimes our listeners intervene mm -hmm. and they... They give us juicy stuff that oh, yeah. we want to talk about. So um, I don't know if we're going to talk about lumber today or not, but I do want to talk about what I do with lumber. Okay. Uh, which is I build decks. I build patio covers. I love screened-in porches. I like, and I'm really leaning towards, if you've got something interesting that you want built out of the ordinary. Like I said, I, if, if you want a wooden Stonehenge built in your backyard, yep. I am all over that project. So, Or if you want a catio or something. I, I, say, I can't wait to start on catios. But the good news for people like me, Alan, is that lumber is back, baby. It's yep. like, I mean, the, the, two two years ago, you couldn't find a two-by-four no. fence board at your big box store. Now it's coming, you know, literally spilling out into the into the parking lot. So I've got plenty of lumber out there, and uh, those are my favorite projects, outdoor uh, projects involving wood. So if you need any of those things built, uh, get in touch with me. You can call me directly at 901-921-7105 or go to my website, thorshomes.com. All right, Alan, uh, we've put it off long enough. Let's get to it, my friend. So, Oh, the humanity. <laughs> First year drums, April Fools. There you go, Max. Now you're talking. So, Alan, can I say something? You you really piqued my interest on this one. Okay. You, okay. You're. Let's just say this. Your your week in review. You you mentioned a couple things. For one thing, you mentioned that cockroaches are on the move. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. But you mentioned something else about the backflow valve. Yes. Which you dealt with, and I feel like this warrants a serious discussion. So. Well, of all right, we let me get my new teeth in here. Yeah. Of the backflow valve is not a huge topic in Memphis for residential people. It is if you're a business owner or any type of commercial application. But I'm gonna tell you, it's coming because more and more communities are understanding water backflow. Well, now, what in the heck is that? Yeah. All right. Water backflow happens when you have a reversal of water pressure in your water supply system. So let's say for the sake of argument, somebody accidentally opens up a fire hydrant. Okay. That is 72 PSI. That is a whole lot of water now no longer in the system. So what will happen then is the water will retract and it's going to suck back in whatever was on the other side. It's about the water in our home? Like your swimming pool oh, or boy. your toilet or water that has already been, as we say, has been provisioned. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's gone to where it should not return to the water supply. Yeah, I'd say toilet water is a, a toilet provisional water, water swimming you don't want pools, back. hot tubs, that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. Water should not be coming back into the system right. at all. Okay. So what you have there is now called a backflow valve. And this is all about water 
purity, infection control, and uh, in many cases, possibly even flooding control. I'm I'm trying to envision. So what I'm envisioning, Alan, with this with this uh, backflow valve, I'm thinking of like okay, it, some on some uh, dryer vent, like you have the dryer, the vent goes outside, and there's a on the outside part of it, there might be like a flap, and when exactly. the air is blowing, it flaps open, and then when there's not blowing, it shuts. So correct. There's some. I'm guessing there's some kind of mechanism when there's pressure, it's going to shut it down. So. All right. To briefly describe how one of these works, it is three pressure valves. Okay. So pressure valve number one gets pushed open when the water comes in from the city. Okay. That pressure valve fills two little chambers, the chamber next to it and the chamber above it. Once that pushes in that plunger, it fills the one above. That pushes down the plunger. The water now flows over and opens the third plunger going the other way so that water flows through completely. Now, you do get a slight loss in water pressure. So if you were 50 PSI on the city side, you're now probably going to be 45 to 47 PSI on your side. Okay. Not really that noticeable. You'll never really catch on. But let's say the city side has a retraction, a pipe burst, something goes wrong, something happens, or you get a huge surge of pressure. Mm -hmm. Well, now it changes the balance of those three little plungers, and they shut off. Are these, um, so these valves, are these just valves, or are they, like, uh, collected, to, uh, are they connected in any way to the electronics of your home? Like, in other words, Nope, this these are purely run on pressure. Okay, they have zero to do with power. Good, because obviously if you have a power outage and there's some... You don't so. want anything to go wrong. No, these are purely run by, by water pressure themselves. This sounds like something every home should have, even if you don't have a swimming pool. Well, so. it, But for, we don't yet, right? I mean, we don't yet, but this is one of those technologies. You and I have talked about the home of the future. Mm -hmm. The home of the future will probably have a house battery. It will probably have solar generation and chances are it's going to have a backflow valve. I mean, this sounds great. That, well, the other one I'm going to mention, um, and we'll get into it later, is a seismic switch, which is another huge thing that I think every home should have, home of the future. So backflow valves, <laughs> Joe's not No, totally okay, sorry, Alan, but you know, okay, you just made me think of something. I, I didn't even ask this, but the backflow valve, does it go on the drainage side of things or no, is it on it the water? coming feed? in. It's coming into the home. So the backflow valve is what separates the water that's been provisioned for your house from the city supply. Okay, here's what I wanted to ask. Or you. the well supply. I, I had some very good friends that they, I, I don't know if they were out of town. I think they might have been or they were just gone for the day. And I never got the exact information, but basically they have a pretty large swimming pool. They have a two-story right. home. Somehow the water pressure or something more or less backed up and they had swimming pool water coming in from the second story of their house into the, I mean, it gut, they had to gut right. basically the first floor of their house. I thought it, it, what you're saying sounds very familiar. What do you think that that was? Like, Well, this, uh, what happened there was the water pressure being generated going forward into the pool, like they had pool jets. Okay. Became obstructed. Oh, so that okay, so there was so no something, to go. something became obstructed, the pressure began building up, and it now backflowed. The pressure overcame 
Would and a, went backwards. Would a backflow valve have yes. taken care of yes. this? Yes, backflow so how, valve. How much do you think? How much would something like this cost? It can't be that expensive. Uh, right? They're they're again depending upon the size and use. I usually deal with commercial ones. Okay, so they're in the they're in the few thousands of dollars depending upon the oh, size so that we're you talking want. Something pretty substantial. But for actual home use, uh, smaller backflow valves are available and becoming more and more common. So the price on them is much more reasonable. Okay. All right. It's not so much the price of the valve as it is having the plumbing done properly to put one in place. I'm telling you, Alan, the more, the the older I get, the more I just realize the, the havoc that water can do, you know. Oh, yes. And if you're gone for the day, wouldn't you want that peace of mind knowing, okay, if there's an issue or if they're doing maintenance on the, on the fire hose down right. the street that... It's not going to affect my house or something. Well, and that's why so many of jurisdictions have now added backflow valves to all the commercial applications. Yeah. Because bigger water, bigger pressure, bigger problems. But a lot of homes these days, especially if you've got a lot of water needs, like you've got a pool or a hot tub or you've got, you know, different applications, these devices are going to become more and more common. Okay. Yeah, this is something I think we're going to talk about a lot more, Alan, because this seems like a, almost a necessity for your home. So. It it will be going forward, yes. Okay. Well, guys, I hope, uh, we once again, we hope that you survived the uh, the storms yesterday. Hope you're staying mm-hmm. safe out there. And, and, and if you do have issues, call competent contractors like our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. And, of course, we also hope that you're going to get out there and celebrate April Fool's Day responsibly, not the way Carefully. Max does. Yeah. Don't burn somebody's house down for yep. a friend. So. <laughs> but it's time to get out of here, you guys. Another episode of Tool Talk Radio is in the can. So on behalf of my buddy Alan Gilbreth and uh, our pal Max over there behind the glass and Jay Hill who stopped in to visit, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week.